This week in league, a coronavirus shows a new symptom, turning rugby league journos from fuckheads who say dumb shit about footy into fuckheads who say dumb shit about finance. DCE looks to millennials to boost his popularity by demanding more money for doing fuck all. Disgraced Bulldogs duo sacked after the club elected not to send them into their North Queensland WITSEC program. Plus, we forge ahead with all the news from NRL Lockdown 2020. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 344 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And we are doing this one fucking for the first time ever. This is the first ever uh, remote locked down version of uh, of the show in the, in, in its history. Wow. Like we've had situations where, um, you know, Glenn couldn't do it for whatever reason and uh and usually those times he was, it was, you know, like the first time I think he was doing Kokoda and, you know, a bunch of other shit where he wasn't actually even able to do it anyway. It wasn't just a matter of not being able to come over. And um, <clears throat> in those cases, they were, you know, they were guest, guest hosts and then it became a matter of just, you know, guest hosts whenever we were doing it. And, um, yeah, so for the first time, we're actually, due to the, due to the, uh, the coronavirus lockdown and uh, complications. So we are socially distant. We are socially distant. We are we are not. Uh, what was it fifteen hundred mil away? We are fifteen minutes drive away, <laughs> and so we'll see how this fucking goes. But uh, who came up with that fucking term, social distance? Like, it's just you know, just, it's one, just it's one of those wishy washy. It's one of those wishy washy fucking phrases that they use that doesn't actually mean anything. And it's probably re- directly responsible for death because yes. at the end of the day, if you just said from the very start, stay two fucking meters away from anyone that you don't live with, yep, that's a really clear directive yes. for people to follow. But when you use like a wishy-washy social distance, I mean, it's open to, it's open to interpretation. Yep. And then so, you know, some people like the, you know, social distance is being 1.5 meters or two meters or two arm lengths or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But then for other people, social distance is like that video we saw earlier tonight where a guy had his dick tied up so tight that it was like got super big and fat, like, you know, probably the, the diameter of a fucking, like a two liter Coke bottle. And then another guy fucked him in his pee hole. <laughs> I swear to God, that's like a video, the level of the ones that you, you usually throw in the chat. I can't believe you got fucked. That's like, that's probably beats the one with the guy fucking the Japanese chicken and nipple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's send that one to a vote. Yeah, let's send, let's send that one to our members. That's it. <laughs> um, overall, I'm fairly impressed with most people during this lockdown. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm I'm becoming more impressed. It's taken a little while for people to get the fucking point, I think. But now yep. they're at a, at a at a place where I think they are they understand you know by and large and they they recognise the situation and they're uh, yes. doing the right thing about it. Yeah. Um. By by and large, like so I actually saw the shops the other day and it was like a fucking ghost town in the car park. So I was like as I drove past there and I thought, okay, well that's good. That's better than it was last time when it was fucking that's business it. as usual. Yeah. Spot on. Um, it's been a really fucking interesting trajectory and. One thing that it's brought to light 
and this comes to light every little while, but you know, I don't want cunts to get too fucking ragey at this because you're going to get ragey when you first hear it. The only, the only reason you'll be ragey is because it actually, you know, resonates with you, but, but not in a great way. Um, Australian's default personal position is that we are, by and large, generally absolute fucking trash. And I would, I would, I would rather than trash, I would say cunts. Yes, and at the beginning of any crisis, the fucking trash shines through. What we are good at, though, is that the longer a crisis goes on, is slowly folding our trash back up and keeping it back into that <laughs> hidden compartment and looking outside of our that we all and just and just going, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't need to punch anyone for fucking triple ply today. I don't need to run over people in the car park to get my fucking sanitizer. So I think next time the crisis comes out, whoever's in charge needs to get on top of it quickly and just say. This is not a crisis. However, it's bad enough to fucking put limits on all your shopping because we know that we're going to go for the fucking dunny paper first of all. Yeah, I don't. Th- I just. I don't think that dunny paper thing is is avoidable, unfortunately, because like now yeah. it's fine. Now now the shops are fine. Yeah, but you know because what else they, is re- happening because in they shops? realize that they've got more toilet paper than they they can ever wipe there and their fucking great great grandchildren's assholes. Like I, I was in the supermarket today and I got to the end of an aisle. And there was an elderly lady crossing my path. Yeah. And so I gave her the universal motion for, no, please, after you, which was yeah. the wave of the right hand, yeah. palm facing upwards, yeah. extended away from the body. And she looked at me and she said, no, no, you've got a little one. Please go first. And we had a lovely what a exchange. What pussy-ass supermarket that was. And I said, no, no, please, I insist by turning my hand over and pushing my palm downwards. Um, then she went and we were all in our merry way. We're now overly fucking polite. We now live in the fucking Stepford wife area. Yeah, well, you might miss I went to the, she went to the supermarket and someone got right up pretty much in her face like regular time supermarket traversal. Oh, no. And she, and she sort of gave them the look and she sort of was like, you know, Keep the distance. Yeah. And the response was, it's a fucking supermarket, love. What do you expect? Yeah, okay. So, let us let me just say that I, I think that, yeah, I mean, Australia, Australians in their brain want to think we're, you know, I am, you are, we are Australia, you know, you know, you know hug and tug bullshit. But in reality, we, we've, we have shown- in this particular situation, that at the whole position as every man for themselves, and then it's kind of then you kind of then then we kind of wake up to our souls and like yes, look at look at look at us. We catch a glimpse in the mirror as we walk past yes, and then we start to fucking chill again. And but you know what? If this happens in two years' time again, I guarantee you that Quilton's going to be fucking nowhere to be found for two <laughs> yeah, or three weeks exactly again because <laughs> cunts cannot fucking remember. Um, and I'll just do the same thing again. But um, at the moment, it's okay. Fucking petrol today was cheap. Finally, they're yeah. passing on the- uh, Yeah, I mean, problem is, I'm not driving anywhere. My my tank is on full bars, and it has been for the last four or five days. But yeah, petrol's fucking- Like, I saw the E10 for like 88 cents at, at Costco down the road, and diesel was like a dollar eight. 
Fuck. That's the fucking cheapest I've seen diesel. There you go. go this for like a long time, man. This week in consumer affairs. Yeah, this week in, uh, in in telling it how it is in the coronavirus thing. Let's get on to some actual... Uh, no, first thing I wanted to do, actually, is take a couple of moments to recognize some milestones uh, within the community. Firstly, uh, as we record today on uh, Wednesday, the whatever, the whatever. What is it? First... Oh, it's fucking April 1st. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Kyle, OG Kyle, the yes. original Gronk of the Year. Yes. The very first Gronk of the Year. It's his birthday today. April well 1st. Uh, and that's the story of how April Fool's Day got its name. I was, I was about to say, well done, you just managed to not fucking die for another year. <laughs> but then if you listen to the members podcast, you would actually yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, but um, speaking of you know, people we appreciate not dying, though, uh, some two guys that we go a long, long way back with, uh, James, who people in the Facebook group would uh, would would know um, particularly because he, he mentioned it in the group the other day, and Ian, who, who he's one of the people I go back the longest with on, on Twitter, both got the, uh, got the okay that they have uh, defeated cancer this week. Fucking good shit. So, um... Top-notch, boys. Fucking great well job. Great job. And uh, showing that uh, that manly spirit and not that dragon spirit, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, hang on. Luke, Luke Lewis got over cancer. Did he, though? Did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> I bet if he, I bet, I bet that he could, he could run length of field intercept tries before cancer. So I, I put it to you again, did he? Well, you know, he, he got over it. He, he didn't annihilate it. He didn't die. No, that's it. That's what we're celebrating. Okay. And more on Luke Lewis later in the episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. Part two. Of the commenter on the website. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be continued. Uh, news this week, though, uh, we had the the a news story that doesn't involve journalists being um, cunts is that Ockenbore, Jade Ockenbore, and uh, your favourite and mine, Corey Harawir and Ira, have had their contracts deregistered by the NRL over their off-field behaviour during the club's pre-season games in, game in Port Macquarie, a.k.a. fucking school children. Um, and that sounds terrible when you say it like that. But, you know. It's they, what they did. Yes. They issued show cause notices last month after Canterbury reported concern over the misconduct and uh, a statement from uh, the Bulldogs chair, Lynn Anderson, CEO Andrew Hill and coach Dean Pay said the club fully supported the club's deregistration. Um, Todd Greenberg said the NRL's decision to tear up their contracts sent a clear message on the game's expectations of its players. The behaviour of both players was inexcusable and a very serious breach of the code of conduct, he said. The game will not tolerate such conduct. And as such, both players have had their registrations cancelled. So... Mm. Look, honestly, I feel like it was probably the only course of action. And the, the only reason it kind of didn't rear its head earlier was because the Rona came in yeah, and took a lot of the uh, focus of the entire world off these things. And uh, while that could have worked out in their favour, I think um, there was probably this was probably the only realistic outcome, uh, which is unfortunate for the Doggies and the Doggies fans because... 
as I've, as I've stated, I sincerely do believe that they would have won that game against the Eels if they had Corey yeah. Arrowier and Naira out there on the edge. Yep. Uh, that was that was basically the difference in the reason why they couldn't score any points or any any tries. And, uh, you know, Ockenborf, you know. He's, yeah. He, he was another one that came in and, you know, do, do, doesn't change the, the fact, doesn't matter who you are, don't fuck school children. Um, but he came in and simply because... He was tall, had dark skin, and dreadlocks in his hair. Yeah. All, all, all of a sudden, and, and that's that's the standard NRL um, system. With who do, who do you look like? That's who you're the next. Yes. Of. Yes. Um, so so he was touted as the next Idris, uh, but probably had an unspectacular. He had some great times, you know? but he had some. He's had some. He had some very very average times as well, but. How we were in Ira, on the other hand, was uh, was fucking tremendous. Yep, and he was he was an, a, an instant difference maker in the dogs last year. And there were several games that he he won or kept them in single handedly. Yes, like, literally single handedly. So That's uh, it. big loss for them, and uh, maybe one day we'll see them back. But yeah, it's kind of hard to see like what actions, what steps they could take to. Convince the 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 hierarchy that they have, yeah. The, the, what steps they could take now to get back in that they wouldn't have tried to, you know, commit to now to save their position. Yeah. So. Um. Ah, oh, look. You know the um the the, ob- the obvious one is. Good old Darius Boyd, and and a version of depressed lamatic immunity. Yeah, I think that would have gone in the show cause thing, and also. I, oh I yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying a version, not not to say yeah, I was yeah, okay. depressed, okay. but to say that uh, you know what I was suffering from this mental condition um, called fucking barely legalitis. They could have gone to like masterclass.com. And, yes. and and done a course like done you know Roman Polanski shows how to not fuck children or something, and uh, and and done <laughs> and done that course, <laughs> and uh, and you know yeah. they get yeah you know, I don't know they get a little certificate at the end of it saying they completed that course and I'm going okay well very well then you've uh- <laughs> <laughs> trouble trouble is Ockenbore accidentally goes to blasterass.com. <laughs> <laughs> also 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 it's very I mean. The, you know, with the with the way that the Instagram or you know DMs and everything being released as they were, yeah, it, that, that's what I'm a, saying. I, I think an ordinary in, picture of which so I don't know if there's a really if there's a, a way back. No, but that's what, in terms of a way back. Yeah, if they're able to say, well, okay, I had this condition and it caused me to do this, and yeah. I've now taken two years and I've seen this specialist and they've worked with me and I've done this and I've done this community service and da 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 yeah. that that's about i think the only feasible way back um we'll, we'll see yeah we'll see yeah tell you what though bulldogs players can fucking ruin a career oh can they can, what can they ruin a career and like i look forward to you know if they can if, if there is a, any possible possibility of re-registration you know one day i'm looking forward to how we're in ira going into the tutelage of desi and getting fixed out and i think that it would it would serve him very well to remember that manly are undefeated <coughs> in child sex fucking <laughs> court cases and uh hopefully he can 
he can re- re- rejoin the NRL one day uh, after he's paid his penance and achieve his full potential uh, under Des Hasler at a rock bottom price of about $150,000 a year <laughs> would be just perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do we got here? Okay, the NRL's agreement with the RLPA is set to be sealed after Todd Greenberg has agreed to take the same pay deal as the players. So they were they held talks on uh, Wednesday, which I believe is like is today, and um, the uh, governing body said, said uh, the deal is expected to be finalised shortly after further consultation with players. Uh, the RLPA were presented with a revised proposal from the one we mentioned last week, including an amendment to the players' retirement fund. He's elected to take the same pay as the players in the wake of the competition being suspended. Um, Greenberg said, I want to acknowledge the players for their cooperative and collaborative approach to these discussions. As I've said from the beginning, we're in this together, and so in the spirit of our partnership, I've offered to take the same salary deal as the players. To me, it's the best and most sincere way of reflecting my appreciation of the way these discussions have been handled. Look, and, you know, it's, it's, it is a nice, warm and fuzzy sort of um, way to, you know, like a gesture, you know what I mean? The... Um, to sort of smooth things over for the the, the more difficult uh, gronk side of the parties, we were talking before we record we recorded the show, and uh, it's like the way the media have fucking behaved is so transparent in this process. I mean, any news limited and Channel Nine related or aligned news sources are just so absolutely suspect. Because their like their end game is so is so obvious, and with Channel Nine especially, you know, threatening, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna pay this or they're not gonna do that. I would like to hope that the uh, that the NRL has a long fucking memory, and uh, <laughs> and next time the rights yeah. deal comes up, yep. they pretty much disqualify any of yeah. these cunts who've tried to sink the boot in yep. while they're down. Yeah, disqualify them from you know even bidding. Yep, 100%. And then we'll fucking see, because it was only last week we were talking about, like, you know, the top the top two the top two rated uh, rated television shows of, of, of the year are the uh, two Origin games. Correct. And then you got the grand finals up there, and then, like, Origin 3 is not far behind, and then this is, far, you know. And and so it's, it's incredibly short-sighted and, and you know, manipulative yeah. of Channel 9 to try and act like, and Foxtel, to act like the NRL is not the uh, the provider of the, the large portion of their uh, subscriptions and viewerships. The, there's a couple of a couple of things then to unpack here, and I'd like to try and get to them all in order, if we may. Go. So we'll, we'll start off with the we Greenberg. all night. Let's we'll go. start off with the Greenberg thing. Yes. Now, you and I have never. Purported to be, you know, fans of Todd Greenberg as a person. Uh, I, I look. I remember when you know a, a listener of the show did a, you know, actually created a song. They composed the song and performed it on guitar and vocal. Um, called Todd Greenberg is a low life piece of shit, which was so named, and lyrics inspired by things I'd said about him on this very show. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. No. I've, I've, I've never been a fan, never will be a fan. And in terms of this situation here, it blew up when, you know, 
fuckhead deluxe BJ Lelua, who who has just for the second time. He is, remember he said something yeah. the other. He said something about two weeks ago, didn't he? He did. Well, what what we have is um, before worst centre performance in history and after worst centre performance in history, BJ. And funnily enough, he, he didn't actually change his position, and I don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing, but he's come out and said that he doesn't understand that if the players have to agree to a 75% cut, why do the executives at headquarters not have to do that? Yeah. Now, on the surface, that sounds like a very simple and a very reasonable thing. However... If you only ever look on the surface and just take everything as reasonable as it sounds, then you're as much of a fucking frittata as BJ Leilua is. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, what I'd like to know is how BJ gets to, to training. Does someone drop him off or does he drive? Now, if he drives, I'd like to know if his house is in a straight line from the training ground. Because I find it impossible to see how he turns corners with both hands firmly on his fucking cock. <laughs> He's looking at the players are, had that 75% pay cut on the proviso that there were no more games played. Yes. Now, if we were in a situation where the rest of the fucking world was carrying on as normal and it was just the NRL... For whatever reason, let's say there was a fucking groundbreaking lawsuit and um, you know, something happened and they couldn't do the rest of the season or all of the uh, fucking turf in Australia got some turf fucking disease and they couldn't play on it. Um, fair enough, right? But the whole fucking world's impacted here. Yeah. Now, BJ, this is what a fucking renegotiation looks like. You've got a certain amount of money there and you need to redistribute it based on the work that people are doing. Mm-hmm. And the players taking a seventy-five percent haircut for zero work, right? And let's say that again, yeah. zero work. Mm-hmm. Greenberg, for all his fucking faults, he's still working this entire time. He's showing up and is intending to show up for the remainder of the season. He yep. would still be performing one hundred percent of his duties, right? Yeah. So Arguably more than 100% of his you know, regular duties because Correct. this is such a fucking extraordinary time to be trying to guide things through. Exactly, 100%. Now, that equation then becomes they're, taking, they're getting 25% for doing no more work yep. and he's getting 75% for doing more than 100% of usual work. Because, I mean, he, he would be doing more than 100% anyway because they've had to stand down a, a high percentage of their Correct. head office staff as well. But this is happening in almost every company or every organization across the country. Yes. In every organization across the world almost, people are looking and saying, you know, um, okay, this is our workforce at the moment. This is what we do. This is our business. And these are the things we can't afford to get rid of. These are the things we can trim down. This is how much money we have left to operate. Yep. And everyone's trying to fucking work out that equation. You know, you, you'd hope that they're all doing it worldwide to save as many jobs as they can, but let's be frank, they're probably doing it to impress shareholders where possible as well. Yep. Um, 
it, it just to me reeks of fucking that lowest common denominator idiot mentality of just going, I'm taking 75%. Why doesn't he get 75% as well? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's it also. I mean, you know, rugby league today is not the same rugby league that it was twenty years ago, where there were actually like some fucking optometrists and things like that running around on the field. Now, now you don't yeah, dedicate. Now you it. don't dedicate yourself to that level of academic academic excellence because of the increased demands of physical excellence and athleticism that that the sport requires to to you know to play it at the highest level. You know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, if you, you before before the, the last week or so, if I had have said to you, like you know, mentioned like you know BJ Leilua and you know the phrase that what we've got here is a failure to communicate, you would have yeah. thought I was talking about him and him and Nofaluma. Yes, but no, it's just it's it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fucking it. BJ's fucking brain and his disconnected mouth. Although, and you know what? Maybe I am being harsh on him. Maybe he's realised. That that game that he was in, being a, being the last game of the season, yeah, that may be the performance that dictates what his next contract's worth. Uh, yeah, especially I mean, like so, uh, you know, who who knows what happens with contracts after this year, whether they need to be renegotiated. Because I mean, I did see something through the week saying that you know the sport needs a the entire game needs a restructure, and there's you know they're looking at you know a shaving of like forty percent off across the board, like. Going forward, like you know, what I mean, like actually reducing yeah. salaries overall, which is uh, you know, I don't know. I've seen a lot of dumb fucking ideas this week. Yes, that we'll get to. I mean, so you know, I. You know, I guess people's mileage may vary, but um, great. You know, I, I like I like the things coming out of Greenberg and uh, and Clint Newton and. Uh, uh, they they seem to be and like and also like the non fuckhead players like you see did you see Joel Thompson's tweet today about BJ? Yep. Yeah, he's, that, I mean it was great to see him as well. Just saying, look, you know, don't listen to this guy. <laughs> Everyone's in it together. Everyone wants to, you know, we want we want to have a game for the next generation yeah. of people to play. We're all doing this, but, you know. But to his credit, was classy enough to not not yeah. smack him down. Like he yeah, didn't he did say throw, yeah. back back off, fuckhead. Yeah. Yeah. And he pretty he pretty much said no one person's bigger than the game, <laughs> which is a hundred percent right. Yep, and, exactly. And this is the thing: no one's irreplaceable. And I keep hearing fucking BJ. You know, there's no game without the players. There's no this, game without the players. I've this I've come up against this fucking bullshit every time a player goes to rugby. Yeah. Oh fuck! What are we going to do? Israel Folau's gone to play AFL. What are we going to do? Carmichael Hunt's gone to fucking play, uh, you know, fucking AFL or whatever. And yeah, well, this cunt's going to go, and you know, he's going to go over and play, you know, rugby in France or some shit. Like, yeah, get the That's fuck it. out of here. The game has never suffered for one fucking minute. Yeah, due to the but, absence of a marquee player who's gone to another fucking sport or whatever. But do you know or what? For happen- a minute, do you know what happens though? If everyone in the NRL now, yeah, fucks off. If every player that's currently playing, and this is my prediction, turns up and says, no, because of this, we're not playing anymore. All our contracts are voided, so you can't hold us to anything. We're all going to go and fucking, I don't know, um, get our fucking pinkies stuck exploring each other's prostates. Yeah. You know what happens? They get all the fucking juniors and resis, and they go, Fucking congratulations! You're all first graders. Mm-hmm. 
you will you will get 150 grand a year. Yep. Fucking clubs. If bring your own juniors up, if you can't get enough, we'll talk about swapping them around. Congratulations. You're you're the first of the new fucking generation. And you yep. know what? The quality in that competition isn't to the elite standard that we're used to for maybe two years. Yep. But fuck me, it's not going to turn me away from my team. No. You know? And you deal with that, and then every year as a new crop of juniors come through, you're slowly building on the talent pool, you're slowly building on the talent pool. Yep. You know? That's what happens. So fucking BJ, if the current players left, there is a game without the players. I'm sorry to fucking say that. Now, I don't think the NRL should fuck anybody over. But dumb cunts like him, and let's be frank here, spurred on by the dumb cunt media. Yeah, and this media who want who they you know they can say what they want about loving the game and the rest of it. They love the they love the fucking chaos because it's making the money on clicks now. Yep, and it's gonna you know if they get their way, it's gonna it's gonna save them money or save their employer money. It's down the line next time they. You know, want to try and negotiate for the rights of the to, to broadcast the sport. They're not even trying to fucking hide it anymore. No, they're, they're not. not. I've seen on the fucking uh, Fox League site. You go and have a look on there, and there's Mark Guyer names his team of all time greatest Panthers, and then in all caps, and there's one shocking omission. Yeah. And then a couple of stories down, Gordon Tallis names his fucking all time Broncos team. You'll never and guess who he left out. No, 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 no. Just in all caps. And there's one shocking omission. They're legit <laughs> not even fucking trying to hide it. Yep, yep. Which brings me on to the next point. All of these fuckhead journos going on about the NRL and their mismanagement of finances. Yeah. Right? And in, in that mob, especially I'm going to fucking throw shit at that bald cunt Hooper and garden gnome fucking Kent... Mm-hmm. For their absolutely retarded assessment of the situation, both of them have gone on about how the players should be so angry with the NRL about yeah. the mismanagement. And like we went over that to a large extent last the last episode as well. I mean, yes. And but the the, the fact that these these absolute inbreds can can continually you know fill up column inches with. The assertion that the NRL is the only business in the world that should be held to account for the way they didn't plan for a fucking unprecedented pandemic. Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely fucking it's it's ridiculous. But then when you look at all of the you know like like you were saying about those other articles, like they they're not even trying to hide it. Like the these are guys that are making their they're employed on the back of the sport. Yeah. Yet, yet they are they are openly. Enjoy, enjoying themselves, shitting all over it. Yes. At the t- at the time when you, I mean, it makes me it makes me grateful for for the NRL.com site where you know, sure, every third article is uh, an interview with an old timer or it's like a classic game from something or other. But at least when they put a news article up there, it's actually fucking news. Yeah, exactly. And it's not some sort of hit piece <clears throat> from a new a new angle, you know. But this all came from. And, and again, it, it stems from this fucking current journalistic trend to need to be first mm-hmm. ra- rather than be right. Yep. 
So earlier in the week, there was a, a conference hookup with people in person, people over the phone as well, uh, between headquarters, both the, uh, with old mate Volandius, Mr. Rugby League himself, yep. uh, Greenberg, League. and, you know, probably others from, yep. from headquarters, and the RLPA and a bunch of its representatives, including, um, you know, people like, you know, Wade Graham was apparently involved and uh, your fucking mate, Kucky Evans, was there as well. Uh, and and the first reports that came out was about how ropeable the players were with the NRL for the mismanagement of the finances and they were just, they were so angry and they were, you know, considering their legal options. Uh, that was actually the headline though too. That was, that was what the headline was. Mm. And the story itself though was nothing like that anyway. Well, see, the, the, story, the story was, but... The issue is that the journos need a stand. They need a stance, and they need to take it early. Yes. And they picked the fucking wrong stance. So they picked the players' side against the NRL in saying that, "Oh my god, the NRL has mismanaged finance," and basically went close without saying it to saying that the the NRL had embezzled money. Yeah, and and you know? I mean, and, and you know, and you know why why they take the, they they were always going to take the player side, and the reason is is because the the common the, the the a very common position for people in Australia right now is you know they've been stood down or they've had reduced hours or they've been you know laid off their job because the job shuts doors or whatever. So these fucking bigwigs, you know, we need to go against these bigwigs that are fucking you know laying people off, blah 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 blah. And I mean, in this scenario, the players are the employees, so that's yes. the, the yeah. one that relates to the common man. Yeah. So the the, co- the common man finds it hard to fucking identify with the twenty something uh, earning two hundred thousand dollars a year to play yeah. a game. Yeah, yeah. That's the story. They, they find it super easy to identify with them because they're the victims of the bigwigs at Phillips Street. Yeah. But what? What I'm more concerned with is that they came out and they were, you know, we agree with the players here that the NRL is fucked up and they've taken all their money and they're this and it's mismanagement and it's absolutely reprehensible and they should be forced to stand for account. Looking over it, and the best article, best and only sensible article I've seen, I'm not saying there aren't others out there, uh, was Roy comes, come, Yeah, and it comes from the, the least sensible person in, in the media <laughs> in the past, like, 20 fucking years or however long. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like watch him, watch him on that on that uh, Silver Tales versus Fibros documentary, and he's just the most punchable fucking retard you've ever seen in your life. But, <laughs> but having said that, all, all he he's says, the only one that's come out of this one that's uh, um, you know the the fact that he's he's just come out and he said, "Hang on, hang on, hang on." How the fuck can any player or agency? and probably more importantly, the fucking agency, that RLPA, how can they be upset with the financials and how can they be demanding access to them because the NRL makes them public every mm-hmm. fucking year. Every fucking year they release their financials. Like every fucking corporation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's not as if this is a surprise. And then you get other people who come along, like fucking Kent, poor fuckhead Kent, 
talk, you know, he's, he's sitting there talking about how, oh, well, you know, that, uh, that their finances are dishonest and that the NRL was going around saying that, oh, look, we made $30 million. And then it's, well, hang on, you've, that, there's all of this other money that, that should be in the player's retirement account. So really, the $30 million you said you've made, you haven't actually made that. Well, well no, fuckhead. Yes, they have made that $30 million. And they do have that $30 million sitting in the bank because that money that everyone's bitching about that should go into what's called the player's retirement fund is payable at the end of the current television rights deal, which is 20-fucking-22. And so that means that there is no measure where anyone could look at it and say that the NRL needs to have that money now. It shouldn't be in an account that the association can access. It shouldn't be somewhere that they can check if it's there because they're not entitled to that money until the end of the current broadcasting deal. So for fucking Ken, it's like any other fucking company, no one would make any profit at all if they had to say, well, hang on, we've made this profit. Oh, but we've got this loan that we have to pay back. So we're not actually going to call that profit a profit because we've got this loan that we have to pay off over three years. Um, so that money needs to come out. If businesses are confident that they can meet that fucking future obligation by their current activities, that's how fucking businesses operate, you mental fucking midget. <laughs> like, seriously, it, it just beggars fucking belief. Well, what it, sh- what it shows is that, you know, the sports journalists... And you know, I, I feel you know, I would I would like to give some people like Kent the benefit of the doubt and say he's not that fucking stupid. I feel like, but which is probably worse because I feel like he because then he then he's doing it deliberately. He's he's being intellectually dishonest deliberately, correct? To push to push an agenda either of his own or his employers. That's it. And uh, and if that's the case, I think that's probably worse than being stupid. To yeah. be honest, but um, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a fucking tiring situation, and I hope we don't have to talk about it again after this week. But um, I have a feeling that we will be. Um, some other things that came up through the week. Um, Volandis has uh, confirmed that there's a three game grand final series as one of the possible options that they're being considered for the calendar. Basically, because if they can do like a a grand final in. The idea is to treat it like, I guess, like almost like Origin. Like they can do one of them in Sydney, then one in Brisbane, then one in Townsville, or you know somewhere. Yep. somewhere else and um yeah I like I don't I don't know I mean look, look at the end of the day you know more fo- more footy is always is always great but a three game grand final series I think is fucking stupid if I have to come out there and just say it mm. I just like I I love the idea that, I, I love the idea that they are cu- trying to come up with these ideas that are potentially you know, high revenue generating to you know claw back some of what's been lost this year, and, and that kind. Of, I get it, I, I, and and I like the fact that they're, they're they're thinking of these things and trying to you know come up with some out of the box kind of ideas that we haven't seen before, uh, you know, implemented in the game. But oh, this fucking multiple grand final thing, it just fucking drives me crazy. And I mean, I'm not like this super ultra traditionalist or anything either. But yeah, here we are. <laughs> it's um look it, it's interesting I, I looked around and I couldn't find another contact sport yeah with that and you know there's, there's plenty of other examples where um where where there are multiple game series you know you've got baseball and 
Yeah, yeah basketball. <clears throat> and, and basketball. But baseball, baseball in particular, is also a sport where the, the most strenuous, strenuously active positions on the field are highly rotated as well. Correct. Like we, and, and, you know, in baseball's case, I'm talking about pitchers. I mean, they're the guys that are doing the most prolonged athletic exertion in a game of baseball, and you'll have a starter and, you know, and one or more relievers, and the starter won't start consecutive games. Mm. He might only start, like, you know, three of a seven-game series if it goes to seven. And, yeah, and bas- so- basketball as well. Basketball is also an extremely rotated sport. I mean, not not in terms, not as much in, as, as as baseball in terms of the pitches, where you know guys won't play games in in final series, mm. but um, it, it's still it can, like a, they're just know, complete, completely fucking different beasts. What yeah, I have, yeah. what I have come to realize, though, and again, this is only from being involved a little bit more in the NBA in the off season, is that when I thought about this three game series, that was the first thing that came to mind, is the fucking level of bitching that would bring up. Yeah, you know, can can you imagine? Um, let's say I'll give you something easy to imagine. Let's say Manly makes the final series. Yep. I'll give you something also that's easy to imagine. Let's say Tommy goes down injured. That's a, that's a, that's slanderous. But yes, continue your story. Well, <laughs> like you know, Arnott's award him fucking biscuit of the year, like for the next twenty years, just I, pre- I, I, look preemptively. Look, I, I find that offensive in a in a in a sport and a sporting league that includes the likes of Matt Moylan and Josh Dugan, sir. However, continue. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's it's like your Paul Kent comment. At least Dugan owns what he is. At least he's not being intellectually dishonest. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Matt Moylan is. <laughs> anyway, can I um, continue? Okay, so Manly makes so, the final. Very, you know, which is so it's a, likely. It's a, it's a three-game series, and then all, all of a sudden, um, you know, Tom, Tommy goes down, snaps an ACL in the last ten minutes of game one, which yep. Manly, which Manly win by ten points. Yep. You know, then they get done in game two and three. Yep. You, you'd think first of all that you know forever Manly, oh fucking this, and if only if only Tommy hadn't da 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 da. There's a bunch of basketball examples of that of final series where it's oh well this player did this or what if this didn't happen or this guy got suspended or, or whatever yeah. it is yeah and they just they just cop it you know so oh, I don't know some of these this like some of these LeBron versus Golden State narratives are pretty fucking ongoing for but, eternity yeah but not not in the way you or sorry not in the way I at least would imagine rugby league fans would take it yeah it's it's almost this whole, like, almost gentlemanly. Yeah, okay, yep, you got us. But I tell you what, if so and so had been fit, it would have been a different story. We had you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not not that level of fucking. You know, th- this is the worst thing to ever happen to me. But um, it, look, this year, if if you're ever going to trial something, put it this way: this year's the year to do it. If yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's a year that no matter how it happens, yep, people can make themselves feel better. That's it. There's an by asterisk sort of going. Put by saying, "Oh yeah, but 2020 asterisk year wasn't even a full competition, and it had that whack fucking that's it three game grand final series." Yep, that's yep. it. If, yep. if if each team has to release fucking you know eight schoolgirls, and then they have to tackle the bulldogs player before he can fuck them, <laughs> you know, to to score a bonus point after a try. That's the that's yep. the new conversion. <laughs> um, fucking yeah, do it this year. 
Yeah, yeah, and then that brings us to the other idea. They're thinking as well that that uh, that whole weekend, the wild card weekend that was initially sort of flashed up towards the end of last year, that's yep. back on the agenda as well because once again that gives them an opportunity to to get more revenue and more games. And no, and just a reminder of how that was uh, purported to work: you'd have the top six teams that go straight through to the semis or to the final series, and then you'd have like you know a weekend where you'd have the seventh place side playing the tenth place side. And yep. eight and nine playing to determine who the final two spots in the eight are. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just fucking crazy. And then I saw another thing, and I and I don't have the notes in front of me, so I don't know how it actually went down. But um, there was also talk of like literally something that's been a part of this show for its entire history of fucking uh, hyperbowl or spoonapalooza. Yes, with a wooden spoon playoff. Now, do you, do you think they'd be bitching about that scenario in? in a three-game grand final series. Can you fucking imagine if this spoon bowl thing was like a bottom four competition or something around Robin or even the bottom two? Any, If any team loses it and becomes the team that gets the spoon that wasn't 16th going into that little competition, you would never hear the fucking end of it. That is fucking sensational. I tell you, what an what a incentive to be you know in the top. 14, 12, whatever it is that yeah, exactly. doesn't qualify for that thing. but Exactly. And look, and I'm always there, especially on a season like this season where we've been starved of action. I'm always a fan of like more football, definitely. And, but, and you know, think about it. Here, thing. How, what would that mean for the dogs who start to fucking play great football when they know they can't make the finals? Do they do, they do that and avoid Spoonapalooza, like avoid winning Spoonapalooza? Or, the, thing, the thing is, I mean, you don't want to win. It's like, this is the thing. It's a round robin that you don't want to win. No. Well, if you come last, you get the spoon. Yeah. So if you win spoon, but is loser, there a, but you is avoid there a, the spoon. But is there a prize for winning the bottom two or bottom four, whatever the knockout cup is or whatever the cup is? Not getting the spoon. Yeah. But that's not a prize. That's an absence of a, that's an absence of punishment. Yeah. Well, you're talking like a normal fucking person. <laughs> My entire premise is I wonder what it does to a dogs player. Yeah, okay, fair enough. They they'd probably just go and fuck a school kid. Yes. That's it. <laughs> well, you just you make sure that they're playing, you know, in New South or send them to fucking South Australia as schoolies is on. Yeah. Hold the game in Adelaide while schoolies is on. That's the least sexual state in Australia. Or send it down to play it in like in Tasmania because they're all worried they if you're not related, you're not, you know. That's it. You're not, You're not an option. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly. it. <laughs> uh, although Harawira has got two families to choose from. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see the article as well on the list of demands that the RLPA has of uh, Peter Rugby League? No. Enlighten so, me. So, so, again, this is, and I will preface this with something you said um, just before we hit record, I'd like to take this opportunity to remind everybody that the Rugby League Players Association is headed by a man who chose to stop fucking Miss Fucking Universe. Yep. So, Clint Newton decided to jump to dump Jen Hawkins to. To just absolutely say no, I I do not want to put my penis in you anymore. Uh, I know I understand that you did that with consent, uh, and you know did a whole bunch of other things with me with consent. But I choose to not do that anymore, Miss Universe. 
So this is the level of fucking intellect we're dealing with. The now level, that, the level of judgment. Now, you know, when you're in, <laughs> does anyone remember the scene in fucking Austin Powers where Doctor Evil asks for a million dollars, and the, and like everyone's just shocked that he's asked for so little, and they're like, "Is this guy serious?" Really? <laughs> fucking, if it's possible to have a negotiation boner, Volandis fucking had one in this because we'll go through the list of these demands that this hardcore fucking players association put on them. So number one, the NRL is transparent over what money it retains after giving cash to clubs. Peter's response. Totally agree with him. Let's say again that the (laughs) NRL already publishes its financials every fucking year. The only thing they could do that would make it easier for the players to see is to email them the link to these financials once they post them. That that's all yeah. I can imagine that he can agree to to be more transparent. Yeah, and 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 this is the the, the thing that like with a, with annual reports. I mean, when I was in PR and everything, we used to we used to have to, you know it was it was one of the bigger earning periods of the year. Was was the PR people writing the annual reports and and the design department putting them together into the documents that look beautiful for the shareholders? Yeah. And the thing is, and then for me on the digital side, when the annual report was ready and a certain date was reached, I had to make sure they were up there by midday on that day or whatever because it's a fucking legal obligation. Exactly. To have it fucking up there. Exactly. Downloadable from a clickable link on their fucking right. website. So already, already, the Rugby League Players Association and the man that chose to not fuck Jen Hawkins anymore, their demand, they're in there fucking, they're ready, they're ready to negotiate. The first demand, the answer is, well, we actually already tell everyone in the world that. Yep. I know what you're asking, and yes, I'll tell you, but but we already tell fucking everyone, including yep. you. Uh their demand number two was the ability to audit the NRL finances. Pete's response to that was, absolutely, I welcome it. Because again, <laughs> if you have... up there in black and fucking... <laughs> well, if, if you have reporting obligations, then generally at that level, you're dealing with one of the big four firms anyway who, are, who audit you independently. It's not like the NRL's going, oh, this is what we think. This is what we think we've got in our bank account. They're independently fucking <laughs> audited anyway. Yep. Um, point three. NRL guarantee to repay the 2018 and 2019 retirement funds. He said, that's agreed, but it's the timing of that repayment with the available cash that we have. So let's, let's be clear here. They're not repaying it. It, it was it was never taken. It was owed to them at the end of 2022 and hasn't been paid yet. So nothing's changed there. And all he's saying is, yep, when we've got that money, we'll pay that. We originally planned to have it in 2022. Uh, players get a minimum of 29.5% of any extra revenues made by the NRL. He says, yep, agreed. So that's on, on top of what they've currently got, yep. which yep. which is in, in line with what they currently get. Yes. From revenues. 
um, the forthcoming years of every current player contract is guaranteed. He says, I'll have to double-check that one, but I don't think there's a problem with that. That's fantastic speak for saying, I just need to get legal to tell me that I can't do that. Yeah. Um, but I but I really want to. Yeah. Believe me when I say. Yeah. That's a fantastic answer. Um, six, any changes to salary cap and pay for 2021 or after are agreed upon by the RLPA. He says, that one again is a negotiable point. So what he's yeah. saying is that, fuck you. Go, go, go fuck yourself, but not, but not yeah. just yet. I want you to go away thinking there's a chance. So, so here, you know, fucking Newton's in there. He's negotiating hard here. And let's be clear, the only victory he's had so far is, yes, you can see our financials. We already give them to everyone on the planet who wants to see them. Uh, point seven, clubs continue to pay private medical insurance. Pete's response, yes, agreed. Bear in mind, he's not a club and he yeah. can't fucking tell the clubs what to do. So he's just going, yeah, I agree. That should definitely happen. Those clubs should do that. Um, again, agreement of representative fees for 2020. That one we probably can't agree at this point because there's been no fucking representative football. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the RLPA wants direct involvement in talks with broadcasters and over how the schedule and structure of the NRL looks. And he said, agreed, we want them at the table. And what that means is we're basically going to let them think that they're important and come to the meetings and then after we've had the meeting with them there, we'll organise everything afterwards. We have the big meeting where we actually make the decisions. That's it. Uh, and the last one is the RLPA wants involvement in talks about other revenue streams the game can look at. So again, we, we don't want to be a proactive partner of the game and bring ideas to the table. We don't have any ideas already. It's not that we've been looking at the safety and security of the players' futures by, uh, by brainstorming any ideas for additional revenue that the game could look at. We have nothing yep. to give you now. But if you, if you find anything, we want you to tell us about it and we'll, we want to have an opinion on that. So um, there's master fucking negotiator Clint Newton working hard for that RLPA organisation. How much comes out of fucking... How much do the players pay to be a member of that organisation? Do they pay any dues, yeah. I wonder? Well, I mean, Where does he get his fucking money from? Yeah, yeah. You know? And the fact that the fucking players aren't now going at their fucking association with lines like, how the fuck do our yearly payments not get paid to us till the end of a fucking rights deal? You know, do you not understand anything about fucking payments in that if we have that money in 2018, we can do that thing that everyone's bitching that the NRL should have done to, to invest. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a fucking investment fund. That, that's I mean, the it's nature meant be, of it. It's meant to be essentially a player super fund, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, again, you know, I have no fucking sympathy for that organisation or for these shithead players that try to use it as any sort of fucking leverage. Like, congratulations, you played yourself. Dumb cunts. There's like an hour on, an hour on, the, the, on the absolute shitstorm. I would love them to sign off this deal in the next fucking seven days. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah. What an absolutely fucking useless organization the RLPA is. Okay, now, um, last weekend, over a couple of late nights, I went through and um, tried to figure out this uh, this Rugby League Live 4, and just the best, like, just the most viewable, like, most entertaining way to actually run out some of these matches, whether we go, like, you know, straight simulation or, you know, whatever, and... I've basically figured out a, a difficulty level and a time, like a length of halves and everything like that, which yields like a reasonable, you know, a lot of the time, a reasonable encounter. And um, so the official NRL results for the week just gone, on uh, on Thursday night, the Dragons 8 defeated the Raiders 0. <laughs> uh, Friday night, the first game, the Mighty Manly Seagulls 14 defeat the Warriors 6 in what was a fucking cracker of a game. Um, the problem with these downloaded fucking teams is that I didn't I didn't check them before. Like, you know, you go into a game and you and you don't check them. So the first half, I'm like, fucking, I'm down 6-0 with the, against the Warriors and, and two of us are checkers just like fucking untouchable. And I'm just like, why the fuck isn't the ball getting out to the players, the manly players that I want the ball to get out to? And then, so then I have, at half time I go and even have a look at the team and like Toff Sipley's in the centers and fucking cunts are all over the fucking place. Like, I think the hooker was fucking, who was the hooker? It was some, it was like a, some fucking bench prop. I can't remember who it was. No, it wasn't. It was fucking Jetski. It was, it was, it was Gostievsky. He was, he was the hooker. I was like, fuck this. So then you, you change all the players into the right positions. And in the second half, it was, you know, it was a tight game. It was six all. And then, um, then I got a, got coat hangered about 10, 10 minutes before full time. Someone got coat hangered. And, and so Cherry Evans slotted a, a penalty from about 45 meters out. Cause I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to get a try here. I may as well go for the two. Got it. And then off the kickoff, Tommy Turbo went length of the field and scored to wrap it up. But um, the uh, the Rabbits beat the Roosters. I can't remember what the score was. I didn't take a screenshot of that game. Um, Knights versus the Sharks, 18-12 win to the Knights. And let me tell you, this is the first game where I'd started to see things happening that were parallel to real life. <laughs> the the knights the knights were certain to fucking score. There was a, a gaping hole, so I passed it to, to fucking Ponga, and he gets tackled about five meters out and drops it. The next set, Ponga fucking throws an intercept for a try to the Cronulla, <laughs> and then and then eventually they clawed clawed the way back into the game and were up eighteen six, and then Fafita scored late to make it eighteen twelve. But uh, it was a comfortable win to the Knights in the end. Um, the Storm twelve defeat the Panthers six. I've got to say both of those sides were were very fucking struggly. Like Munster Munster's great for the Storm, and uh, it's just hard to get it out to guys like a Fox and. To actually get anything done, uh, clear he's actually a pretty good player on the on the Panthers side in the game. Though they've jacked his stats up for some reason, but uh, he just didn't really seem to pass it to kick out that much, so it was unlucky for them. But the try was from a kick too, though. So can you not um, se- can you not select who you passed it? 
Yeah, oh, you can, you can, but I mean, it's just that he never chose to pass it to Kickout. There was never, never. I mean, and you know what? I probably I didn't go in and check the team lineup. Kickout was probably the fucking fullback. Like, he was probably the bench fucking. He was probably yeah, on the wing or he was on the bench or he wasn't in the fucking seventeen or something. I don't know. Yeah. But so, so what? So what? My my big job is uh, over the next couple of days is to go through and make sure the starting lineups for these teams is what they should be because once you get into a game situation, it's just too fucking you know, tedious to go through and change everything around. And of course, if, if you go into a game situation, sometimes the actual real players that would be in a side this year, they're not in the 17, so you can't sub them in anyway. So um, Cowboys 18 to feed the Eels 6. That was just dominant from start to finish. Cowboy, uh, Eels got fucking nothing. Cowboys don't either, but I, but once again, the fucking Cowboys, I was down 6-0 at halftime. What the fuck's going on? Where the fuck is Town Walola? I keep passing to thirteen, and it's some other cunt. He's not doing shit. <laughs> and then, and then they showed like the animation of the players walking off for half time, like walking off to the sheds. And I saw one of them like, "That is fucking Town Walolo's face if I've ever seen it. He must be there somewhere." So I go into the team and have a look. He's fucking fullback. <laughs> and so, so I swap him into the, so I swap him into lock for the second half, and then I can actually get him the ball. And guess what? Talmalolo is Talmalolo. He just fucking he just trample everybody. He trampled Moses so many times. It was and, and fucking Gutherson so many times. It was great. And then so I score my first try immediately after the after the halftime break, and it's time to line up the conversion. I scored out right in the corner. Time to line up the conversion. Who's taking the conversion? Number one for the fucking Cowboys, Jason Tamalolo. So anyway, he kicked three from three, slotted two from the sideline. <laughs> Man of the match, Jason Tamalolo in that Fantastic. one. Fantastic. Um, and the last game was the Titans versus the Broncos. A great, a, a gripping encounter that the Titans won 2-0. <laughs> Golden point, extra time. The Titans are fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they've Ash Taylor's like okay sometimes. Ryan James actually he's got a bit of the Talmalolos about him as well. But um, as far as like running over the top of players, Milford's good for the Broncos. Uh, but that's a, and who else is good for uh, fucking? Oh, what's his name? Flegler was fucking great as well for the for the Broncos. He's he he would trample a few guys as well. But it got to it got to nil all. Got the golden point extra time. Um, I was using the I was using the Titans. Got the ball off the kickoff. Made a break with Ash Taylor. He got coat hanging about forty meters out. And um, so I'm like, fuck it. It was like forty meters out, right in front. So I'll take a shot at goal. Got it. So it was a two nil win in extra time <laughs> in golden point to the Titans. So congratulations, Titans, and uh, unlucky Broncos. So what the plan is for these games going forward is I'll probably play what would have been the Thursday, Friday, Saturday games. Sorry, Thursday, Friday, Friday games at the very least. I'll play them on Friday night from about let's say nine o'clock Queensland time, so ten o'clock New South Wales or whatever until daylight saving sorts of shit. Yep. Um, and um, or is daylight saving sorts of? It's April now. Is daylight saving? When is that fucking? Doesn't finish next week. Yeah. Okay. So when it, so so yeah, it'll be easier for for you guys then. But I'm gonna I'll, I'll try and do it by like a I'll I'll try and be on on Twitch uh, on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash this week in league. At uh, 9 p.m. Queensland time, and I'll run through the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Thursday, and the two Friday games, and they'll be. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm running on nine or ten minute halves at the moment, so it's like 20 minutes a game. So, Jesus so, I'll run, so I'll run through those, and uh, and we shall see how we go. Nice. What we do need, what what I do need input from the community on, however, is um, how we decide what the um, you know if I'm using a team. How do we decide which team I use? Do I use the home team? Do I flip a coin to pick a team? Do I, you know, 
etc. So if anyone can come up with a good idea about, uh, or you know, flip a coin. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, flip, the the two options I could think of was flip a coin or use the home team, and then that's like some kind of in quotes home side advantage. But let me tell you, it's not always an advantage with me using the team either. There's some, uh, there was some fucking painful, painful learning experiences in the, and almost every one of those games I was behind because once they make a break. There's pretty much no second line of defense. It's fucking, and especially someone like two of us, Ashek, the step he has in the game is 10 times better than the step he has in real life, which is a, a fucking great step in real life, let's be honest. Or is it, is it not like 25th? When did he fucking, when was he good at the Roosters? Was it 2014 yeah. or 15? Yeah, it's like, it's like that on his best day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've just, that, that's the player map they had for him, so that's where he is. Yeah, but remember also that he's uh that that his his step in real life, the players actually have a chance to tackle him. They just can't. Yeah, Whereas true. in this ga- in this game, they p- he puts a step on, and your controls literally freeze your player in this- in motion wherever he is. So anyway, that's where we're going to do it. Let us know if you're interested. Uh, let us know how you want the teams to be selected for uh, you know for me to use or whatever. And uh, yeah, and we'll go from there, and uh, we'll get this thing fucking uh, nutted out. But uh, if someone wants to do the NRL table for me based on those uh, those games and score lines, let me know. Mailbag. Okay, so uh, last week, Robert was the one who put a comment on the website asking about who the other person other than Luke Lewis was that Cronulla bought from the Panthers in order to win uh, win a premiership. And, uh, you know, he received pretty pretty, pretty short shrift from uh, the both of us for failing to remember one uh, Wade Graham. And so he, he responded, he said, well, you got me, you cunt. <laughs> I realised that. I realised after I hit send, Wade was pulled out of high school at seventeen to play in first grade Panthers. Not my best moment, but still, that was a ridiculous statement. We all know what they did to Luke Lewis. So I don't know what he means by that. Does he mean what the Panthers did to Luke Lewis, or does he mean what the Sharks did? Yeah. Either way, I mean the Sharks. The Sharks got him an extra piece of jewelry. So. Yes, um, I'm gonna take it on here that it's quite obvious there that by that he means he that the Sharks got Gus. Luke Lewis a premiership, whereas I will fucking remind you, you brain-dead window licker, that Luke Lewis also <laughs> won a premiership as one of the two Lukes playing in the outside backs for Penrith in 2003. The Bloods, as Gus That's said. Um, now, on... The slight chance that you were saying that, you know, uh, Penrith did something bad to, to Luke. We actually saved his career, and it's well documented uh, that Luke wanted to retire. Uh, he'd had a, a challenging little while in the club and going through uh, through periods of unrest. He'd had uh, some, some crystal hypnosis with uh, Matt Elliott that had caused him to believe that he was a good coach. Um, there was the issue with uh, Petro Sivanasiva uh, telling all the players that, that they were worth more than they were. Uh, 
But what actually happened was he was going to retire and it was Gus that saved him. He was going to retire and Gus convinced him to not give the game away but said, you need another club. You've played here since your fucking junior days. You've never even envisioned playing anywhere else. So don't give the game up. You still love the game and the game's got a lot to give you. Uh, Go and do it somewhere else. And we were actually mature enough to... uh, to support Luke as he finishes career in style with uh, an absolute shit cunt racist organisation, being that of the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so yeah, we look forward to part three next week. Uh, Terry uh, of Facebook said, uh, "The the greatest one season wonder at your club." Oh. For starters, I, for starters, I want that to be homework for everybody because I think it's a great fucking question. And I mean, I think it's easy for Terry because he's a, a bulldog supporter, and like they had, you know, the the Ewan McGrady season. They had the, they had the the God Mode Ben Barber season. They're like one one hit wonders or one season wonders and Canterbury go together like fucking Dr Pepper and Trout. I was so, going to say like, you know, um, fucking. What's his name from Cronulla? Oh, jeez, I can't even think of his fucking name. They're prop. The shit cut. Fafita. Fafita. Like Fafita and, and yeah. mates. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, try- I'm, like, I'm trying to think of... Uh... Now, so do you mean that they had one season only and it was great? Or they had one great season... And, no, and a they bunch had like of one shit. great season. But the way I read it was they had multiple seasons at the club potentially, but only but one that was like a god mode season, and the rest was. Mm. It's tough. It isn't is it? Um, the, the the one that comes to mind first is Tamanatahu because. He had a god mode season. It's, it's not that we that he had a god mode season, but we we got him on his come back, um, and and he had uh, you know some some fucking fantastic games because he was still an absolute beast of a fucking player when he came back. Um, yeah, but he got injured a lot. You know? Yeah, uh, and there was also that time in his career. Where he was just like, well, if I don't like the way this matchup's going, I'm just going to try and punch you in the face, and uh, <laughs> and 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 stop you from being able to play at all. So, um, yes. some fucking brain snaps in. But that that's the one that comes to mind initially. I'll, that's a fucking great question, though. I'll put that out on on the Facebook group for next week. Yeah, I want to take. I want to put it out there for the group. I'll put it out there on Twitter. Put it out there for everybody. But. It's a fucking tough. It's like it is a tough fucking question mm. to answer. Honestly, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to think of one for me. I mean, I can think of like you know seasons that people had um, for Manly, and then they never saw that kind of level again. Like you know, for example, I don't know, like you know Tony Williams in you know like 2011 or something like that. You know, like yeah. But but real but even then like it wasn't he he wasn't like a dominant or anything he just never had a season before or yeah, after 
yeah. to that level, you know. Um, I mean, fuck, even like even Will Hopawade for all his accolades, he's never had a season like 2000, 2011 yeah. either, you know. So I don't know. Um, but it's a great, great fucking question, and we have, and we're very, very uh, interested in hearing what everyone has to say about it. Uh, Sky Twitch session times. There you go. This stage Friday nine pm, and we'll see if I do another one, maybe a sun- Sunday night or something as well, just to finish off the games. Um, Troy said uh, he wants us to talk about the true national tragedy of shapes disappearing from shelves. Before I saw that message, I didn't know that was I, the case. I assume is it, is it just a hoarding situation? I, I, or what? I, I remember seeing them today. Yeah, so so basically, it's not a national tragedy at all. And he's just trying to manufacture drama yes. like Paul Kent. Uh, Mitch said, um, "Only if you can narrow them down, the top five reasons why the 2016 Grand Final was the greatest of all time." Firstly, I have to be honest and say it fucking wasn't, but I'm not going to say it as vehemently as I ordinarily would say it because although the 2016 Grand Final was not the greatest of all time. I had a fucking great time. It was time fucking good, wasn't it? At that grand final, and that was the and that was one of the greatest meet. That that was one of the greatest grand final weekends that we've yes. had. I mean, because that was that was the weekend where I got RSA'd at El Loco, so I was fucking so blind by like two o'clock. You got and, to ride um, the Tesla. I got to ride in the Tesla, and then and then you know when. I was totally partied out by the time the grand final was over, but then caught second wind and, and went to fucking Phil's place and old mate had the fucking <laughs> snake. And, oh, and then, then we ended up kicking on to about like fucking yeah. four in the morning when we yeah, had a yeah. flight at about that was, nine. Yeah, that was unwise. Um, so it, it, was an, it was an excellent, yeah. It, it, so it was an excellent grand final weekend. And uh, and yeah, met a couple of met a couple of people for the first time that weekend as well, which is great. And, um, yes, Um and so, like, but yeah, the game no, itself. So that that, on, that grand final did not have two things that an amazing grand final requires. There are only two things that an amazing grand final requires. Um, Manly one of them is uh, and- <laughs> Scott Sattler's tackle, and the second one is Royce Simmons scoring no tries for an entire fucking career, and then two of the, two of them. <laughs> Um, Chris said uh, Beside missing out on the uh, Yiri of Cleary What are the things you guys are missing most during the lockdown? Um, Honestly uh, Look As as much as as we, We take the piss and laugh about it the thing that keeps me fucking grounded and coming back every year to rugby league is the fact that these guys are out there just absolutely ripping their bodies to shreds and still getting up and going. Like, I, I don't think there's any way to express it to somebody that hasn't done it. But, but again, to, to use a stupid example, you know, whatever you do for a living, whatever that is, just go and run two laps around a football field or go and run fucking just the length of a football field as fast as you can, right? Mm-hmm. And then try, try and do anything. Try and do fucking basic arithmetic at the end of it. Your brain doesn't fucking work like it does when, when you're sitting down. Um, mm-hmm. And every game, there's dozens of examples of guys just going above and beyond what their body should be able to do 
just on pure fucking determination. And that's what I miss about the footy. Yeah, what are you missing most during lockdown, though? That's not, it's not necessarily about footy, I don't think. I don't know. I think it might be in general. The way I took it was like a more of a general question. Oh, Tinder. <laughs> fucking random, fucking, fucking random and interesting women. <laughs> uh, honestly, just the basic freedom of fucking movement is is really all I miss. I mean, I work for I've, I've worked from home and have done since like about this time in 2012. So working from home is not a fucking not a novelty for me. It's not a treat. It's just how it's how it's been for almost a decade. So it's but but however the things that I that I haven't been able to do because of the lockdown is you know the kids aren't at school so I'm not doing the school run which means on the way home from school I can't do like you know a five k or ten k run where I feel like I'm, you know in the sunshine you know down by the seaside down at the beach yeah. and uh, you know that's you know shit like that and I mean you know I guess to an extent you you sort of still can yeah. but. Uh. I'm trying to fucking set an example here and do the right thing and Look, I'd, not be part of the problem. And I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd been about four weeks back into like daily gym sessions um, when they fucking shut the things. So I'm, I'm missing that. Um, yeah, and, you know, it, it's just that that simple stuff of, of those ad hoc catch-ups. So, but... Um, yeah, because that's that's the one thing. I mean, you, you ask that question again in September and, and or October, and I'm going to tell you, fucking magic weekend. Yep. I, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be the the first weekend in May for me to know that the one of the things I'm missing most is magic fucking yeah. weekend. Like, yeah, we just know. No, that's the case. I mean, you know, and and which has become like magic weekend. You know, if it wasn't for these, you know, fucking, you know, can't eating a bat. I mean, magic weekend had the potential this year to be. As good, if not better, than the grand final. Yeah, weekend. that's it. You know, and like, and so to, to to essentially be able to double up the the massive weekends that we have around the the show's community each year was huge. And so that's that's something that I'm definitely going going to miss and I'm missing, you know, already. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I think uh, Nathan said, "Why the fuck aren't Channel Nine playing NRL replays on their usual Friday night and Sunday Arvo slots?" We should be gorging on the greatest finals matches, origin series, and second half comebacks in the history of the game. How hard is it, numb nuts? I'm there for it. Yeah. Even if they wanted to, even if they wanted to just do one Friday night game, like you know, throw it in like the 8 p.m. slot, and then a Sunday Arvo at four or you know whatever or three, I'm I'm all yeah. there for it. And then like they've got the back catalog. They, for it. That's my question. So I would be very interested to see what Channel 9's broadcast deal is. Does that mean that they can, that they only have current games or do they get access to all the games? If so, do they get, well, they wouldn't want to get games that they didn't show because then Channel 9 would be airing Fox commentary with Fox logos all over it. So on the surface, it sounds like a great idea. They're, you know they they have they have people employed in you know they have there are people employed at Channel Nine they could redo the commentary you know if they wanted well, to Channel Nine we'll we'll do it for and you like, and and I know and I know and I know there is potentially a rights issue but at the same time the game wants to get paid by Channel Nine and I think that a, that if it was just the rights issue standing in the way then I think people would be prepared 
for the sake of the viewing yep. public and for the sake of perhaps, you know, trying to go through in some oh, yeah, part to fulfilling their obligations but, to the broadcast. But what I'm partner. saying is it's more than likely one of two things. No one's thought of it or they're trying to yeah. do it and there's just that much legal shit going back and forth at the moment. This shit takes time. Worst case scenario, though, um, Channel 9 have a have a, a vast catalogue of Sunday and Friday and Origin games that they've aired over yeah. the years. Even if they even even if you remove, you know, you want to take out the uh, yeah, but the again, Fox do we do we know that they have rights to those? Just because they aired no, the no, no, no. I'm just speaking. Yeah, no, I'm just spe- I'm just speaking to like you know, like you were saying that like you know, there are games that are would have Fox commentary yeah. and stuff like that. That's fine. Remove them from the equation. And, and uh, honestly, I don't. I don't think that if I think if it was a legitimate idea that that people wanted, I don't think that rights deals would get in the way of it. They'd find a way to make it happen. Um, Reno says uh, Jay wasted the year of Cleary on this bullshit. Fucking Corona Veery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, the the eerie is not endearied, so he can still. Yeah, no, it's not endearing. It has an endearing. He, he can he can still resurrect to make me cheery. <laughs> this is basically just it just it's just like talk like a fraternity. No, it's <laughs> I'm I'm ba- I'm basically or talk like a really racist caricature of an Asian. No, person. I'm basically the Australian Snoop Dogg. You know, because I, uh, I keep a chalky soldier's flag hanging out my backside, but only on the left side, because that's the Yuri of Cleary side. You fucking, you, you, you chose well electing to do this episode out of my fucking arms reach right now, because I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Jordan says, uh... Actually, no. Sorry, Super Grover. Based on season on this season's form, who makes Origin? Cleary. Stupid question. Turbo. Well, Turbo would be fullback over Teddy. Nah. That's uh. That's that's that's. I, a, I, I, that's over, a, over the course of it, and just just with that thing of having your best thing on the field. Given given that in one game Turbo had a couple of moments that he was better than Teddy, you would. Head to head against him, yeah. As but well. you, you would still then prefer to say, "Well, hang on, Teddy's not as useful out wide." Yeah, I mean, like, basically, it's it's hard to get into the get into the character to answer this question in the way it was asked because you know what? If you had if you did have a two a two game sample size to work on on who makes Origin this year, you know who you'd pick, right? Exactly the same fucking team you did last year. Yeah. That's what you. That's what you know. Pending yeah. injuries. That's you know that that that's what you would do. I mean, and like a, a two game sample size is hardly yeah. much to over overturn those guys. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jordan said, "Who's the best halfback in NRL history, and why is your answer JT?" And to that, I would say, "Dummy, Jason Tamalolo is yes. a lock." What are you fucking talking about? Are you stupid? Um, I I will go so far as to say that JT was a good player. Uh. Uh, and however, uh, it it was his his effort that kept him where he was. Um, do, does he is he top five? Fuck, you know how I am with. I know. Uh, well, no, list. but just not not in terms of a list. I'm just saying, is he top five? Like when when you yeah when you talk about well, no, throw some other ones. Obviously, Jones. So you say so. He's not better than Johns. 
He's not better than Alfie. And who else do you put in the mix? People like, you know, Cooper Cronk, uh, you know, who's probably is, in the mix. Then you've got, like, yeah, Greg Alexander. Is JT. You've got, you know, your Jeff Toovies. You've got your Ricky Stewarts. You've got, I mean, there's, there's fucking... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm back. saying, though. Yeah. Peter Sterling. You know, I mean, there's, like, a lot of... That's what I'm saying. So, so based, on, based on this, JT's probably top 10. I think he's, yeah, he's probably undoubtedly top 10, I would say, but... um, Also good at raping. Well, the you know the he's like the I guess and he halfbacks like the, more than he rapes. The, he's like the Kaiser Soze of, of of it because it's like you know before you you know you don't even know he's raped. He's like yeah. you'll never see him again <laughs> unless you're looking. Oh, down I thought you meant that he walks walks like a frittata <laughs> after he rapes someone. <laughs> <laughs> he limps away. <laughs> Uh, Zoran says, "Are we are we are we certain that someone ate the bat and wasn't bitten by a bat? How do we know it wasn't another attempt by the bats to wipe us out?" What's what's all this assumed bat to human animosity? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if if Chinese people have been eating the bats, I mean, you don't think that would upset the bats? Yeah, but then someone would have eaten the bat, and his points redundant. Yeah, but what if he was like the like the the Rambo oh, bats, bat. or the John Wick so bat bats? Bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Batter Jaeger or whatever, <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like the John the John Wick of bats, and he's seen his whole family of bats get eaten by Chinese people, and so he's like, I'm gonna bite one, and then you know, this is the, and that, and that's why the death toll as of right now for for coronavirus worldwide is happens to match up exactly to the death toll of the three combined John Wick movies. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> Fucking science. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that it can't a bat, hey? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure too. I'm pretty sure or, it's Mr. Wars. Well, you know, look, and now you see this thing, all this fucking dodgy bat eater. The masks are coming in and they're, they're not real masks. Like they're made out of fucking Kleenex or something and disintegrate when you breathe on them. Oh my god! Now you're now, now you're <laughs> now you're starting to sound like a a right wing Facebook well, commentator. All, all I'm saying is, fucking Huawei doesn't sponsor this podcast. If I can, if I can that's say true. shit like that, yeah, mid- that's right, that's right. But Huawei, if you do want us to stop saying shit like that, yes. we gladly will. Just show us we'll, the. We'll kid also ash. show you where the prime agricultural land is. So. <laughs> and uh, the 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 right the, the the Ford points where you can dam up all of our tributaries and, and major <laughs> major waterways. <That's> <laughs> uh, okay, on Twitter we had a uh, one golfer in a cart. He said, uh, "Question for, for question for us: uh, What team do you think Joe Exotic would support?" I'm not sure the inevitable ninth place finish for the Tigers is quite up to Joe's liking. Panthers, maybe. Hashtag Tiger King. Hashtag Stay Home. Hashtag Mars Bar. I have to say, uh, JC, unfortunately, I have not watched a single minute of the uh, Tiger King documentary. Uh, look, I do I do intend to watch it at some stage, but I certainly have not been captured by the the hype and the, the mad trampling to... Uh, to go and see it, or to, to watch it. There's other shit to watch. Ozark season three. Watch that yes. instead. Yes, Ghost Rock. 
value str- your time. Strong, powerful because you've got Ozark. Just because, just because you've got extra time to do shit, don't squander it. Yes, um, I won't even give that much of a fucking positive response. I have no intention to watch that fucking shit show. That's peak. That's one step away from fucking Kardashians, right? So if you if you watch that, you are watching fucking trash reality American TV. The cunt's called Tiger King. Of course, you would support the Tigers. Watching that show has made you fucking more stupid to ask a question like that. Stop it. <laughs> uh, okay, where are we? And I'd just like to say welcome <laughs> to uh, at MattWill1982 on Twitter, who tweeted us uh, just after the last episode was released and said, one day I was bored, so I searched NRL in Apple Podcasts. I saw Twill and downloaded the most recent episode, Muppet Babies. I laughed and I subscribed. I came for the footy. I've stayed for story time. Now coronavirus has fucked it. I'm staying Good shit. <laughs> Legend. And uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh, at Yeah The Boys. Um, of course, uh, what did he fucking, did he win the Twill Tourist last year? Yes, he did. I can't remember. He did. Yeah, he did. Twill Tourist, yeah. That feeling when you hit play on This Week in League, it's not working. And then you realize it's playing on the Bluetooth speaker in the Whoops. lounge room. In lockdown oh. too. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. Now, memberships. This is the last call. Uh, I have been in touch with the... Uh, suppliers the various suppliers to to make all the bits and pieces that are going into the memberships and some of the additional merch that we're, we're releasing this year and let me tell you i was surprised how fucking smoothly everything's gone and uh everything's pretty much ready to go in, in terms of um we've achieved all the numbers we need to achieve for all the pieces that to sell things like hats and whatnot so basically everything will be closing we'll close the business on thursday the 2nd of April. So you're listening to the show. This show's coming out in the early hours of Thursday you, morning. You've got until the close Why don't you leave until Friday just for the stragglers? Yeah, but I mean, the stragglers, you know, the, it was kind of left to last okay. Friday and Look. then people came straggling and then I had to wait for some emails to come back from suppliers so they didn't get back to me until Wednesday. And even during that time, there was still some more more coming in. And then some more came in today, which was great because I sort of put the word out that this was it. Fair enough. Um, stragglers. I, 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 stragglers I, I tried, but I, fuck you. Ideally, I want to pay. I'm going to have the invoices in my inbox for all of the production um, from the various suppliers on first thing Friday, and I want to pay it and get it moving. You know, yep. Because uh, you know, in keeping in mind that 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 my credo for this year is kind of rather than like you know waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting yeah, for people gotcha. to to do it, just say more to reward the people who've already jumped on quickly Perfect. and get it done. So um, so what this means is uh, after 5 p.m. tomorrow, you won't be able to get the classic membership. You won't be able to get the deluxe membership. The digital membership is going to be ongoing, you know, forever. I mean, get on there anytime you like, and we'd, we'd be glad to have you. Um, the, the trustless shirt, that ends tomorrow afternoon. The polo shirt in white and black, that ends tomorrow. Polo shirt's never coming back uh, in this configuration. Uh, I've got an idea for another one later in the year, but I'll probably leave it till the fucking bat flu's Look, done because, here's the thing. you know, we don't- I'm going to say it again. If you have not got one of those fucking trust us shirts, if you have yep. not, now, it, it will be the biggest fucking tragedy in the world if you are corona affected and you can't get one. We understand. Um, but- if you're not corona affected and you willingly miss out on this shirt, 
may fucking God have mercy on what little you have left of a soul. <laughs> it, like, seriously, Kanye will look at this and be like, these guys are motherfucking geniuses. They are, they are forward-thinking fashion icons. Um, and then he'll make some shit sneakers and give them to us. And we'll say, fuck you, Kanye. We only wear Nikes because we know our fucking kick game strong. Yes, what he said, and I even got an email back from the uh, the the t shirt guy, and like normally it's just like it's just you know straight. We've been we've been you know using them for years and years and years, so it's a very it's a very cordial relationship. But generally, it's just like you know, okay, this is what it's going to be, and I can do you this price for this and this price for that. And but this this time he actually was like, how fucking cool is that design? On that shirt? <laughs> And so, uh, and I was, then I was like, I mean, like I, I knew, I mean, I knew what we had already. I knew as soon as I, I knew as soon as it, I saw it on the uh, on the screen in front of me, and then then I took a screenshot and texted it to stepdad. I knew there's, what we had. There's time for but, humility. Uh, it's not now. <laughs> no, it's not now. Fuck no. Um, now the caps, the caps are all going off on for, on Thursday afternoon as well. Um, the the people who ordered uh, curve brim caps, congratulations, you established. Utter dominance over over the flat brim. I know there was a talk about the flat brim versus curved in the in the Facebook group, and there was a poll and all this sort of thing, and it was kind of very evenly poised. But let me tell you, when it comes to sticking the hand in the pocket, curved brim are the master race yeah. of hats, and uh, and flat and flat brim just have to have to fucking deal with it. They're the West Tigers of hats. They 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 found a way to finish ninth in a two horse race. So um, yeah, so caps are gone, polos are gone. All the memberships except for the digital ones gone, and uh, and anything else that's up on the site will basically be a, a, a matter of if the until stock runs out of them, you know. And there's probably going to be a couple of polo shirts of uh, of uh, different sizes that we got left with last year from people who wanted one and then you know backed out. So they'll they'll remain up on the site and everything like that. So there are some chances for some uh, uh, bigger people to grab some shirts, but um, other than that. It's all gone. And then, yeah, and after that, I mean, we've got a lot of merch ideas for this year, but given the whole corona thing and just the, the you know, the financial situation and shit like that, we'll probably hang, hold off until, until probably the second half of the year um, and just give this shit a chance to I fucking don't know, man. down and everyone to get back to a sense of Do you read that, that fucking yeah? thing? You don't have to pay rent anymore. Stop paying rent. Buy shirts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like- When you put it like that. Well, you know, look, it, it's- <laughs> It's not as if I ever chose to not fuck Jen Hawkins so you can trust my financial advice. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, true. If given the opportunity, I would fuck Jen Hawkins so you know that my my advice is uh, is sensible there. It's sincere. Asterisk, don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. But also... I just want to express the appreciation for the members we have and the listeners who support the show in whatever way they do. And uh, cause it's shaping up to be a kind of a year for a lot of people, but uh, we really appreciate the support. It means, it means more honestly, because yeah. you know, that's it. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, um, that's it. That's it for episode 344. Thanks for listening. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And also our group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Get in there. It's fucking great. It's a great community. Great threads in there this week that I really enjoyed. Um, well, not, I guess enjoyed is not the, is not the right word, but it, was, it, it does the heart good to see, you know, people, you know, 
putting their, 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 the problems that they're facing with the corona and all that sort of thing into, into the group and, you know, and just sharing yeah. with people and, and, you know, and other people yeah. jumping in. And-, and do you know what I did fucking love there? Like, you know, we, we started off the show with saying how fucking trash Australians are. But yeah. there was not one fucking judgment in there. There yep. was support. There was a range of different fucking positions. There were, there were people mm-hmm. in there that fucking had the virus. There were people in there that were stuck in other countries. There were people there that had lost their yep. job, might lose their job, were being fucking yep. supremely overworked by their job. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the one fucking common thing seemed to be that, you know, well, well shit, I'm not as bad as some or, you know, I, I don't know what I can do, but this is what I'm good at and if that helps anyone, hit me up. So it's a... Fucking yeah. outstanding yep. group of people. Well done, all of you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, now, where was I? Um, Apple Podcasts, of course, easy to support the show. Just uh, give us a rating and a review if you haven't already. That would be great. Uh, Spotify, we're on Spotify now. So if that's your chosen, if you're one of the people who are sort of bugging us and asking you know, when we're going to be on there, we're on there now. Just do a search for This Week in League or uh, hit up on uh, on Twitter or our site or whatever, and there'll be a link straight there for you. Um, this Week in the... Uh, in the Apple Podcast charts, we uh, debuted, uh, entered the charts at number two for Hong Kong oh. this week. Uh, we also uh, we moved up in the in the USA. We moved up oh, significantly hang on, hang on, nineteen on. places. I, th- I think um, oh, that's a that's got to be they're searching for something else because I know that if you say Kin League, that means can I have a bat to eat. <laughs> uh, we moved up 19 places in Great Britain, so finally our English listeners are on the ball uh, over there, and we moved up on the all-time charts in, in rugby in England as well, and uh, moved up in Canada. We are fucking worldwide. Mr's Worldwide. World star. Good shit. World star. Um, that's it. That is all we've got for this week. Hopefully, we can get a deal deal uh, sorted out you know, definitively between the NRL and the players this week. And that way, next week, we can uh, not rail about the stupid fucking journalists, particularly the News Limited ones. And uh, they're, you know, talking yes. down of the game in a time where it needs at least. But uh, that's it for now this next week. Next week, homework. And, uh, Yes. Yes, homework. I forgot. So uh, next week, we will be giving our fucking valid cinematic opinions on everything to do with the movie any given Sunday. So that's our sports movie that we're going to watch and critique. So if you would like to have some fucking idea about what we're saying, watch any given Sunday during the week, feel free to, to whack your thoughts in on Twitter or on the Facebook group. Yep. But there, there's your homework, first of all, for this uh, lockdown 2020. Sounds good. And uh, when I put up the, the thread in the, in the Facebook group for the mailbag for episode 345... Draw, hold hold your comments back and dump and dump them in uh, in that thread and uh, yeah and we can uh, we can share them with everyone next week and uh, when we uh, speak about the movie. Nice. Righto, that is it for this week. Take care, stay inside. Don't eat a fucking bat. Adam. See you next week.